Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to The Parenthood Podcast brought to you by The Bump Class where we discuss the highs and lows of parenting. Today's topic is definitely a bit of a low, something that all of us parents dread but realistically most of us will experience. It's worms. (laughs) With me, I've got Dr. Kiara Hunt, my co-founder, GP and mother of two children to demystify the subject a little bit. Kiara, I do think because it's such a grisly subject, Parents often don't talk about it, don't talk about worms and whether or not their children have them. And as a result, um, there's a lot of incorrect information and horror stories being bandied around. That's true. I mean, it's something that parents and children seem to get quite embarrassed about, which is silly because most children will get them at some point in their childhood and most parents will have children who get them. Um, so, uh, yes, I agree. It probably is a bit of a low of, <laughs> in terms of what we're discussing. It goes hand in hand with sort of nits, headlines, verrucas and things. All the things that we're going to talk we're about. We're going to talk about at some point but it's not actually that big a deal having worms and we'll talk about it a bit more. What exactly are worms? Are they proper sort of like garden worms? No, no. So there are lots of different types of worms. The worms we're talking about are thread worms. Sometimes they're called pin worms. And they are probably they are the most common type of worm infection or parasite infection that we get in, in certainly in, in the Western world. And they they call thread worms because they they look like little threads, like sewing threads. And they can be they're as thin as uh, as sewing threads, a, a millimeter or so. And they can be sort of between three to sort of thirteen or so millimeters long. Um, and uh, I think the statistics are that about fifty, if not sixty, percent of children in England will get uh, symptoms. Of, of threadworm infection at some point in their childhood. Oh my God, 50%. So, oh my. <laughs> okay, most children. Most I'm not children. sure if my children have had worms yet. So this is definitely a sort of joy that, that is will be coming me. to you at some, po- some point, probably. <laughs> so what actually happens when they get worms? So basically what happens is, is the threadworm is ingested into the child system. So they, they eat them, basically. Um, and we'll talk about how that happens. And then the threadworms live in the gut for about six weeks or so. And then they, the sort of disgusting bit is that they, then they, they, the females go and lay their eggs around the bottom, around the anus of the child. And that's what causes the bottom to be really itchy, and, which is one of the main symptoms of worms, because these eggs have been laid there. So while they're in the gut, are there any symptoms? Or they're just sort of chilling out in the gut? Yeah, generally they're not causing any. If they're, if they're treated, you know, relatively quickly, they're not causing any symptoms when they, when they're in the gut. It's the eggs on the bottom that is that cause the symptoms. Are these the kind of worms that make you really thin? No, <laughs> and that's not a good thing, by the way. Um, but those are tapeworms that you're talking about, and I'll, I'll 
I'll tell you about it. Well, there are different types of worms. So tapeworms, roundworms, hookworms. Um, they are all different types of worms. Hookworms. Do they have hooks? Hookworms. They do have little hooks, but they're tiny. Um, those what do they are use very hooks for? They, they bury in through the skin, oh, uh, through your skin. And you get <laughs> it's worse and worse. <laughs> but those types of, all those worms are, are, um, are pretty rare in this country. They're usually picked up abroad um, and, and brought to this country. So, um, or sometimes picked up from animals, from dogs and cats can, can give you those types of worms but again rarely in this country um the, the round worms are the, probably the most disgusting because they they are actually like like earthworms they look like earthworms and you see them you know you see them in the stool um, are they big like earthworms? yeah they're big like earthworms what so they kind of like can be 10 15 centimeters long yeah, yeah. and you see them squirming around in the, in yeah, the poo yeah oh gosh. yeah and then tapeworms can be very long as well they can be you usually see bits of them in the poo which are they're sort of flat rectangular shaped worms and you, you, you see those in in the poo as sort of but they can be again you know many centimeters long because they all join together but um, but those are very unusual. Those types of worms are very unusual. The, the, the worms we're talking about today, which, which which are the ones you're much more likely to encounter as parents, are these threadworms or uh, or pinworms uh, that that are generally pretty harmless, but but should be treated because they can be quite uncomfortable. The itchy itchy bottom is pretty uncomfortable for children. Um, and and they're treated what with medication are they? Yeah, so it's a combination of medication and sort of hygiene measures. Um, basically, you know your child's got it because they'll usually first thing they'll complain of an itchy bottom, and often they'll wake up in the middle of the night because they worms tend to lay their eggs at night the the children will wake up the itch will often wake them up it might be quite sore what's the, causing the itch are they biting the children no like no not at all or? it's just the the, the 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 eggs themselves will cause the bottom to be itchy but it's not that they're being bitten or any the damage is being done when the children scratch their bottoms because that's when they're irritating the skin and that's sort of the long-term th- um, threadworm infection that's the main problem is that you get really sore irritated bottom um, and the children are just really uncomfortable so so they'll usually sometimes they in little girls sometimes it can sort of migrate migrate up to the sort of vagina the um you know the front and that can cause them to have a bit of discharge a bit of pain when they pee and stuff if it's not treated straight away um so it's definitely worth treating sometimes they can have a bit of tummy ache um sometimes a bit of diarrhea but that's usually later on so you said um they catch them by ingesting them orally so let's just strip this back how exactly uh, would my beloved little <laughs> girl who looks so angelic end up with with these revolting worms in her bottom. Well, basically, you know, so to understand that, you have to understand the life cycle of the threadworm, which is probably the last thing you want to be thinking about. But <laughs> we are talking worms. So, so as I said, the, the, the threadworm is ingested, and that's usually because, you know, children, especially young children, are quite good at touching their bottoms. They touch their bottoms quite a lot, and they are in quite close contact with other children who probably also touch their bottoms quite a lot. So you just need to have one child with threadworms, and um, it'll quite quickly spread around the house. Um, so f- however that is, um, they'll get the threadworm, Uh, egg or worm itself but usually the egg ingested through the mouth and then the 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 worm lives in the gut for six weeks and then goes and and goes and lays its eggs on the bottom and then it dies Um, but because the child then scratches his bottom and the eggs also come off on the pajamas and they're tiny microscopic eggs and they can even they can even sort of be in the dust in the room and so sort of settle on things in the room that uh, that that then can be put in the mouth like toothbrushes they'll often settle on toothbrushes oh um, so then the cycle continues because the, you know the egg is settled on the toothbrush the, the sibling uses the toothbrush and then that sibling has got the egg in the system that will then hatch and mature and lay more eggs and and so it continues <laughs> 
Ah, so what age are they most at risk? Is there a demographic that is more likely to, to catch thread, threadworms? So anyone can catch them, but it's more common in this of younger children um, of sort of toddler and preschool, uh, preschool and early school age children where they are just they are just touching their bottom more. It's less common when they're in nappies because they tend not to be touching their bottom so much when they're in nappies. Mm. Um, but sort of certainly f- from about two to six, seven is probably the most common age. And so probably a good sort of prevention is just making sure that your children are washing their hands really properly. Um, and I know we talked about this in a, in a previous podcast about being ill, but teaching children that um, you need to use soap, you need to lather, you need to spend time washing your hands. Um, we always used to say, uh, sing the happy birthday song twice so that they're getting a good a good hand wash and then, um, you know, drying their hands properly. That's probably quite a good thing to get into if you're sort of horrified by the idea of worms. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, hand washing, especially when you know they've got worms or they've had worms, is so important. And the other thing is these eggs are pretty robust. They can survive outside the body for two weeks. Um, so even if you've got sort of uh, the worms that have somehow come off you know, onto the sheets or onto the pyjamas or onto something in the room, they can survive for two weeks and then you know, uh, be ingested in those two weeks and then carry on the cycle. And can they survive a wash or immersion in no, water or no, not? What, that gets no, rid of them, that, that gets rid of them, yeah. So that's, then that's one of the ways we treat them. So basically, if you know your child's got worms, and actually, you know, how do you know your child's got worms? It's not, there's lots of things yes. that can cause an itchy bottom. Well, let's, what, what is that? How do you know? Is it definitely all itchy bottoms, you think, worms? Um, I think itchy bottoms, you want to look for worms. And this is where it gets fun for the parents. <laughs> oh my gosh, how on so, earth do you look for, is there a special app? Is there a laser? There's no app, there's no laser. You have to look at your child's bottom and um, basically the best time to look at your child's bottom is in the night when your child is a asleep but b the worms are coming out um, so ideally you want to get a torch and um, and basically have a look at your child's bottom while they're and sleeping what would you see night. like worms wriggling around yeah. or you'd see worms wriggling around you'd see tiny little thread worms I mean, three millimeters long possibly tiny very very thin um, wiggling around on their what bottom. color are they they're white uh, they're kind of yeah, a white. They like they look like little pieces, tiny pieces of threads on their bottoms, and it's quite difficult to see them wiggling because they're quite small. But if you look carefully, if you look with a torch carefully, then you probably will see them. And you actually see um, them moving because. Yeah. And if you're not sure, what you can do is get again. This is pretty disgusting, but get a little bit of sellotape and pop it on your child's bottom for a couple of minutes. Hold it down, or not even a couple of minutes. A minute is enough, and then take it off, and then give it to your doctor. He'll be delighted. <laughs> But they can send it to the laboratory and they can... Uh, and this is best done while your child is sleeping, is this it? This is best done while your child is sleeping, yes. Why is that? Because that's when the worms come out to lay their eggs. So you're more likely to catch them at that stage. So can you imagine your daughter, if she woke up and you were there with a sort of head torch on yeah. and so the, the sellotape dispenser yeah, yeah. and sticking sellotape at her bottom and she woke up, can you imagine the shock she'd get? Yeah, yeah. well, you try and do it without waking them up. <laughs> and I think if you've got older children, then talk to, you know, talk to them because actually older children can get really freaked out by the idea of worms. I'm, you know? I'm freaked out by the idea uh, of and worms. And if you tell your child they've got worms, they will be imagining earthworms and they're coming out of their bottom and they'll get really upset by it so definitely talk to them you know tell them this is normal that lots of children get this that's really easily treatable that it's they're tiny and that we can barely even see them and, sh- and then they don't need to worry about them um so uh, because it can be you know the idea of it can be pretty disgusting and are there any other symptoms apart from the itchy bottom uh, sort of the sore bottom because they because of the itch so that's the sort of cycle um, sometimes tummy ache sometimes as I said in girls vaginal discharge or itchy 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 vagina um, sometimes diarrhea um, but yes m- most of the time it's itchy bottom yeah 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, so how, this is the, the, the million-dollar question, how do we get rid of these um, revolting worms, these thread worms? So I think... It's really important this because the treatment is really easy. You treat them with um, one single dose of a medication that kills the worms. You just take it once and then possibly again... It's a tablet, is it? It's a tablet or a liquid if it's younger children. And you take it once and then um, if the symptoms aren't gone two weeks later, you take it once more after two weeks, just one tablet or one bit of the liquid. Um, But... You also have to do sort of what we call hygiene measures, measures to stop your children getting reinfected because the medication only kills the worms, it doesn't kill the eggs. So basically you have to stop the cycle of the eggs being sort of um, transmitted and then hatching and the whole thing continuing. So basically that means you have to be um, take the tablet and then be... Um, so basically when your child wakes up in the morning give them a bath or wash their bottom. Um, every morning? Every or this morning. is just the morning after no, you've no, seen every, the No, this is for two weeks after you've treated the, the child. So um, get them up, wash their bottom, put their pyjamas in the wash so they have clean pyjamas every day. Make sure they're sleeping in underwear for two weeks so that they're less likely to itch their bottom so they've got underwear underneath their pyjamas. Well, so it's slightly more tight-fitting. more tight-fitting, exactly. Exactly. On the day you treat, make sure you're washing their bedding in a hot wash. Um, and then damp dusting their room and the bathroom. So I, you know, dusting with a with a damp cloth so that you're getting all the eggs and doing that all that on a you know on a daily basis for two weeks. So when you say that the medication only kills the live worms, does it does it, so it kills all the worms that are in their body? Does it then sort of stay in your system so that any eggs that hatch subsequently they get killed too, or is it just a sort of one off? Let's no, it, kill, it just yeah, it's it's for the sort of twenty four hours following that. So it's quite easy to get reinfected if you don't do the hygiene measures, which is why it's so important. Yeah, um, are the eggs only laid outside the body, the human body? No, no, they're they're laid on the on the on the anus on the bottom. They're not laid inside the gut, but they're laid in the body. And washing can get rid of the eggs on the anus? Yes, yeah, it gets rid of the ones that are there, but it doesn't prevent them being laid again. And, well, I, I say without wanting to get into too much detail, but actually this is probably quite important. How carefully do you have to wash that part of the anatomy? Um... You don't want to be too invasive. No, you or... don't. No, no, you don't. And you don't want to be, you know, you just want, to, as you would wash in the bath normally. So with soap. soap. Yeah, with soap. Yeah. But not scrubbing. You don't want to irritate the area even more. Just just wash it. Try not to make too much of a big deal for your children as well. Um, just to make it part of the, you know, um, uh, you know, everyday thing that you're all doing. Because that's the next thing, actually. It's not just the child. Everyone in the whole household has to be treated uh, if one child has worms. Um, because the likelihood that everyone else will get it is extremely high if one child does. So everyone gets the treatment and everyone does the hygiene measures. 
So everyone's sheets get washed. What about toys that are in their bed? Yeah, they need to absolutely. get washed too. Wash the toys. Have you seen wash how many toys are in my children's bed? I mean, it's like near on a hundred. <laughs> you have to wash them. Yeah, oh. if you're going to do it properly, you'd have to wash them. Um, and get rid of the toothbrushes. Get new toothbrushes. Get rid of the cloths you've used to clean, to damp, you know, damp dust the room and the bathroom. You chuck them, or, or could you just I'd, put them on a high I'd wash? Ch- I chuck them. Yeah. Yeah. And is is that medical? Is that the only treatment for it? You know, there's no other. That, that is treatment. The treat- no, that is the treatment for yeah. it. And it's, you know, the, the hygiene bit is boring and it's difficult and the medical bit is much easier just taking the treatment, but it's got to be a combination of the both. The other thing I didn't mention is also scrubbing your child's nails in the morning. So just getting a nail brush and giving the nails a good scrubbing because they've probably been itching at night. And then chucking that nail brush. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd probably yeah, give it a good wash and chuck it. Could you not after. just stick it in, like, the dishwasher on well, a really could, high you wash? Could, or? You could put it in some anti antiseptic yeah um, somehow yeah. what about just boiling water in a mug yeah i mean i think i think i think going buying a new nail brush every day is a bit is a bit much yeah <laughs> but giving them a good wash with an antibacterial soap and, things. and this medication do you have to go to your gp or could you no. just go to the pharmacy no, you don't and need say, to go to your gp at all for any of this your pharmacist will give you the medication you don't it's not something you need to be taking your G, your child to the gp for if it's obvious that's what it is and what about it are there any situations where people would be advised against taking the medication i mean what about for example pregnant or yeah. breastfeeding mothers or yeah. so um under under six months um pregnant women and if you're breastfeeding you wouldn't be advised to take them which obviously is often the case because it's young children who often have pregnant mothers um who are at risk so if, if that's the case and you can't take the medication what you have to do instead is do the hygiene measures for six weeks so those children younger children or, or pregnant breastfeeding mothers would do six weeks rather than two weeks of hygiene measures and that would also get rid of it so really the sort of after you've washed their their sheets um it's really just the new nightwear every night uh, underwear for sleeping and a bath every morning and a nail wash and yeah. a nail wash exactly what would happen theoretically if the the worms weren't treated would they like take over your body no, or they're not gonna, ha- i mean they're pretty benign <laughs> these worms i mean the other worms that i mentioned earlier the tapeworms and roundworms they can cause serious problems if you if you don't treat them um threadworms are pretty benign the trouble is that the cycle continues and the symptoms continue so the most one of the the, the most common sort of long-term effects is just a really sore bottom because they've been itching and itching and itching. It's a bit like having eczema. Keep it, you keep on itching and you damage the skin. Um, so they get a really sore bottom. Again, with girls, they can start having vaginal symptoms. And then sometimes, sometimes if it's left for a longer time, they can start having tummy symptoms, so tummy aches and things like that. Mm. Um, but, uh, but it's not going to cause sort of generally sort of long-term health problems and i mean we 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 made the point that no one really talks about worms because everyone's a bit sort of grossed out by the idea but i we're always getting um emails from school about knits warning if there's a sort of knit infestation i don't think i've ever seen one about worms but no because the guidance is that you can go to school if you've got worms but is it not worth warning other parents if their best friend has worms because you said they're so contagious is it not worth I don't know, do no, schools, schools warn, don't. I don't think they warn do. against it? I think because it's not on the list of, of um, illnesses that you have to be excluded from school for. Yeah. Um, so I don't, as far as I know anyway, schools don't. Um, but it's probably not a bad idea amongst yeah. your sort of group friends, of friends yeah. to saying, listen, if anyone gets worms, please do share it with us because actually it's presumably easier to treat or certainly less traumatic for the child um, to treat earlier rather than later, wait till the symptoms really get quite bad. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So I think I, if you're... If you've got a sort of group of parents who are happy to do that, that I would definitely advise that. And the other thing, um, actually, that I have come across is is sort of children who suddenly start bedwetting, who haven't bedwetted before, will often have worms. 
Um, really? So that's the other thing to, to have a look and at. And why is for. that? Um, I think mainly in girls because they're getting that sort of vaginal irritation, urethral irritation. Uh, they'll start bedwetting. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm not going to lie. I am slightly reeling at the thought of getting my sellotape dispenser and having a look up my daughter's bottom. I think this is, um, it's definitely worth just reminding all of you listeners that um, this podcast has been recorded in October 2017. And to our knowledge that all the information is correct at the time of recording, but, you know, it might have changed by the time you listen to this. Um, so please, if you have any specific concern about the health or well-being of anyone in your family, we do recommend visiting your GP. That said, pharmacists, especially when, you if you're worried about worms they're really knowledgeable actually aren't yeah, they pharmacists are a great resource for a lot you know anything really if you're worried about something first stop being your pharmacist is a is a great plan yeah well okay before we go i actually thought that looking up my daughter's bottom with a torch in the middle of the night and watching four worms squiggling around was the most disgusting thing but actually then i thought about it and thought actually there's plenty of things as a mother um that you think you'll never do you swear you'll never do before you get pregnant you see other mothers doing it and you you, I mean, you swear you never will exactly i mean we, you know, we teach obviously the the bump class uh, the antenatal classes and when we do the sort of talking about how to change a nappy we get lots of disgusted faces and i think you and i chiara we both sort of sit there going just you wait this is nothing changing a nappy is the least of it uh, so we thought actually we'd we'd think of a few um a few things that we you end up doing that you saw you'd never do what, what's the worst thing you think you've ever done Kiara? um i think i never thought i would get excited about a poo <laughs> you know sort of the poo the first poo in the potty and sort of getting so excited and clapping and cheering and wanting to show everybody i sent a picture of it to my husband oh, you did it oh no <laughs> I think there's the whole food thing. I remember watching a, a mother feeding her child before I had children and she sort of licked the spoon. I thought, oh, who could want to eat puree? But actually what you end up doing is sort of eating spat out food or, yeah. you know, licking a dummy that's got dropped on the floor. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, well, and oh. snot, I mean, snot is pretty disgusting, isn't it? I mean, you do get mothers um, sort of in desperate to clear their ba bare baby's nose when they've got a cold, you know, sort of sucking, sucking the baby's nose to get rid of the snot. Well, that, I think that is <laughs> the worst one. Pretty disgusting disgusting but I've come across that and actually when you're in, a, you know, in the middle of the night and your baby can't go to sleep because it's so congested you'll do anything um, so that's that's uh, that's definitely one to I think the one that's always a bit of a badge of a new parent is um, a bit of um, baby's bodily fluid on what they're wearing and sort of fishing out a shirt and thinking well, I know I've got that's got weird it's not the end of the world yeah. <laughs> you know, the, before you had children the idea of you know where not changing immediately if there's a little bit of uh, wee or sick on what you're wearing is uh, yeah. is hideous but actually it's so such a common occurrence that you're like oh my gosh yes I did mean to I'm not saying you wouldn't change your clothes but you probably are going to be a little bit more laissez-faire about it but Biting your children's nails, that's one that people do, uh, rather, than, rather than cutting them. Yeah. Um, fishing, oh, fishing a toy out of the loo, beloved oh, toy, yes, that's you'll do anything. Most people have done that. You've got the Thomas, <laughs> Thomas truck down the loo, <laughs> you've got to get it out. <laughs> um, all right. Oh, and catching vomit in your bare hands. Oh, yeah. Anything um, to stop it going all over the place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sort of pushing out your top so that you catch the vomit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I hope you found that helpful. I hope you're not uh, listening to this over a meal time because you might have been slightly put off your food. All our podcasts are packed full of honest, interesting, uh, useful, sometimes disgusting, but still really important information about parenting. Please do subscribe to The Parenthood so that you don't risk missing out on more of our episodes. You can also follow us on Instagram at theparent.hood. And there's lots of information on there. Plus, it gives you the opportunity to make a 
requests or suggestions for future podcast recording. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.